Third Shift presents The Imposter's Guide to Gaming, your quick fix for gaming news. Now, here are your hosts, Eric and Matt. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to IG2G. You do not yeah. get to start, Eric. I saw that lead in. This is episode 57 of IG2G. I, of course, am the inglorious bastard, Matt. With me, as always, is my buddy, Eric. You don't get a cool title. I don't know. We haven't thought of one no, for you yet. I am stupid like I am Groot. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, there we go. But today on IG2G, in the releases, we got three games I am super excited about. We have two games from Eric. One, you get to make something, and then you get to make something of your mind and yourself. Yeah, figure Just out some up. stuff in your brains. Wow. Stay tuned for that. <laughs> <laughs> Number five. Now, this week's releases have three games I'm very excited about. I can't wait to tell you about. So I'm going to start off first with Dandy Dungeon Legend of Brave Yamada. This came out on the 27th of June for Switch. I know. I can't believe it. I'm talking about Switch game. Switch is dead garbage. Throw it in the poo-poo gutter. But this one sounds really cool. Totally up my alley. This is developed and published by Onion Games. And if you don't know who Onion Games are, they're behind a bunch of like weird little kind of like cute, funny games. Think of like Chulip on the PS2, a Little King's Story on the Wii. This dropped for Switch for only 25 bucks. Now, this has been a free-to-play game on iOS and Android earlier, so keep that in mind if you want to get... I don't know if you can still get it, but if you want to get a, t- a hint of this and what it's all about, Maybe you can play it for free on your iOS and your Android device. But what Legend of Brave Yamada is, Dandy Dungeon, however you want to call it, this is a puzzle RPG roguelike in which you play like a game a game programmer who is you know works for this big old company and he hates his job. He's miserable. He's sick of his boss telling him what to do all the time. So he goes home and he says, "I'm never going back there again." But what he's going to do in his free time during the day, at night, at home, he's going to build his own dungeon crawling RPG game and that's what you get to play so you get to play the story of Yamada seeing what he's doing all around the house but then the actual gameplay is you are crawling the dungeons that you have made in you know in Yamada's real world and this is where the really cool thing comes in for me is I've never heard of like a system like this it kind of reminds me of you know something like a Chocobo's Dungeon or a Dragon Fin Soup you know those usual type of roguelike games where you move and the enemy moves because you're kind of on a grid you kind of you know know where you want to go but in this game in Dandy Dungeon every floor of the dungeon is a five by five square so you got 25 spaces on there and you start at the entrance and you got to get to the exit the gimmick is is you know there's treasure and there's items and all kinds of stuff all around the dungeon. But what you basically do is you make a path through that floor and you can't double back on yourself or cross over where you've been before because the dungeon floors drop away after each step that you make. So what you have to do is plot your way through this floor from the beginning to the end, picking up as much stuff as you can, fighting monsters, leveling up, gaining items, doing all this other stuff. And if you, you know, if you hit all the tiles on the floor and make it to the end, you get a bonus. Or if you don't, then the tiles that are left on the floor like sprout like a like a fireball that comes and hits you for one HP damage for each one that you missed. And and then as you're plotting it out, like you get as much time as you want to look at the dungeon plan, but once you start plotting your line, whether it's via the joystick or the touch screen on the switch here, then a timer starts counting down. I think it's I've mostly seen like twenty seconds. But if you start taking too long with your decisions there, then fireballs start popping up each second to do you damage. 
So you're definitely seeing where the roguelike kind of stuff is. You know, it sounds kind of tricksy, but obviously, from what I've heard, this game really eases you into it. Like the first dungeons, it's like, oh man, there's a slime next to the exit, but all the walls kind of lead you along the path you're going to want to take to hit all the tiles, to find the slime, to get to the exit, you know, that kind of thing. But it's just so unique and cool. I, li- I really like the idea of throwing those puzzle elements into it, like knowing that I got to get to this guy, but maybe I have boots that heal me for each two steps I take. So I got to get to this monster and beat him, but I want a few more steps before the next one. And how do I prioritize my path with the items, the gold, the walls, the monsters, all this kind of stuff to get to the exit with the most amount of tiles hit or ideally hitting all the tiles in the dungeon. Now that's that's cool enough in itself, but you do get equipment, you get items, you get armor, you can level all those things up, you can upgrade all those things, you get spells that allow you to adjust how the floor works. Like one example in one of the reviews I was reading and then listening to was there are water tiles, and normally you can't pass over water tiles. They're basically just dead tiles to kind of shape your path, you know. But then they said if you get one of these certain spells, like a tsunami spell, you can wash those tiles away, and now they're open tiles. So you can go through there. Or if there's water tiles blocking off a little island area, well, you have to get to the island to max out your floor space. So you got to use that spell, get the water out of the way, get to that island. Maybe there's something on that island you want to pick up. And then you, you explore to your heart's content. And like I said, each... Each floor of the dungeon is 5x5. Five five. There can be any number of those floors inside the dungeon itself. And then once you've cleared a dungeon, your your character in the game, I'm using quote fingers, your game character who's crawling the dungeons, they, they start each dungeon at level 1, so you don't keep stuff. You kind of upgrade stuff for that dungeon that you're in. But you, Yamada, can then, after that dungeon, you'll have a little story scene. Maybe friends will come over, or your old boss will come over, or the girl that he likes is going to come over, and they will either unlock new dungeons for you, you can buy new, you know, like, dungeon materials, as in, like, stuff to put in your new program, you know, like, buy program utilities to put in there or maybe he'll just start putting those characters in his dungeon for the next run but i've seen a lot of fun stuff here so for some reason this one really appeals to me this kind of scratches that puzzle itch that roguelike itch that i that i that i sort of have i'm not a big roguelike guy but this seems like just enough because with those puzzle elements and the silly story and the fun graphics because it's kind of a cutesy weird pixel art style if you look at some screenshots you'll know what i'm talking about a lot about this game appeals to me i can't wait to get my hands on it but it's only out for switch on the consoles right now so Maybe I'll maybe I'll see if my Android phone can can let me do a little bit more of this. But check it out if you're interested in puzzles, roguelikes, dungeons. I mean, if you like fun, weird stuff, check it out. It's only twenty five bucks. Dandy Dungeon: Legend of Brave Yamada. Number four. First up for my releases today, I've got Super Mario Maker Two for the Nintendo Switch, developed and published, of course, by Nintendo, as you all should know. This is the sequel to the Wii U's original Super Mario Maker that uh, a lot of people didn't play because a lot of people didn't have the Wii U, but here's your chance because it is now on the Switch. If you don't know what this game is, it is exactly what it says it is. It is you and your buddies, yes, because this has two-player local co-op and up to four-player competitive or cooperatively uh, co-op creating levels. You, the individual, the player playing, makes Mario levels, and it takes... 
inspiration from Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Bros. 3, Super Mario World, New Super Mario Bros. U, and a new one called Super Mario 3D World. These pieces and parts are interchangeable, except for, I believe, the Super Mario 3D World theme is all on its own. You cannot use assets from that one uh, with anything else. So if you're creating levels, you can only do that the Super Mario 3D by itself. The others, though, you can. There is some mismatching going on, some stuff you can do to create unique, really cool, over-the-top levels. It is a level maker, so when you go in, it'll have all sorts of tools at your disposal. You can use the touchpad on the switch screen, or if you have it docked, you'd use the remote, and which takes some getting used to from what I hear. There's a lot of wheel menus, and of course the old school little hand that hovers over things. But up in the top end area, there are a bunch of buttons that allow like your quick, your quick buttons, the ones you use the most of. It'll allow you to take those and it'll pop them up there so you can, you know, say you use clouds constantly or bricks. It'll be easy access up there. So instead of having to go through the wheel systems and switching out things, it'll be right up there for you to pull and grab, which makes it a lot nicer, a lot easier to create these levels. Of course, once you've created a level using all these really cool assets, you can then put it out there online for everybody to play and go to and have a good time with. And that's the beauty of this game is that first off, there is a story mode which has you going through over a 100 Nintendo-created levels, and you need to get enough coins to repair Princess Peach's castle, which has been destroyed. So you go off and you complete those challenges in the story mode to do that. And any time Nintendo makes levels, you're going to want to check them out. Plus, they don't have to play by any kind of rule sets here, so they, too, have used all the uh, assets in this game and made some really wacky uh, conditions and levels for you to play with. Highly recommended. Looks like a ton of fun. And then, once you're done with that, say you're like, oh, God, I don't want to create levels. Well, you can just go play other people's levels because as long as you have the online subscription, which you do need to have, obviously, if you're going to go do any of this online, you can go play what other people have created. So in theory, with this game being as popular as it is and seems to be getting more popular, there's going to be an unknown crazy amount of levels for you to play. So you can play all sorts of Mario Brothers to your heart's content and then over and over and over get new experiences and new levels and new things to try out. But if you are on the creative side, as I said, it's a level builder. You can go wild, create all the coolest, craziest, wackiest levels for you, your friends, family, and of course random strangers to play on and get this really cool feeling of just having a successful level. If your level's really cool, people can like upvote it and put it out there and then all of a sudden you're really cool and people like your levels, you can get your name out there. All sorts of really fun stuff to do. If this sounds like something you want to do, I'd recommend checking it out. At least go watch some YouTube videos and take a peek for yourself. Number three. So the next game I'm excited about, this is the the return of a legendary weapon fighting franchise. You know what I'm talking about already. You know it's Samurai Showdown, the 2019 version developed by SNK, published by Athlon Games in the worldwide release. This is out now for PS4 and Xbox One as of the 25th of June. I know I'm cheating a little bit on the date, so I, you know, it's, I, I got to do it. This this dropped for 50 bucks. I've never been a big Samurai Showdown person. Like I've seen it, I've seen it in action, I've seen the sprites, you know, I've seen videos of it, and I'm always like, I want to get into that because I love one-on-one fighting games. I'm not, I'm just not that great at them, especially once they get to the you know the higher skill tier stuff like super combos, all these systems. But when I'm watching Samurai Showdown, I go, this looks good, this looks right. And reading and watching reviews of this one, this one looks totally up my alley. 
because it's, I shouldn't say it's simple, but it's simple. There's not a lot of crazy combos. There's not a lot of crazy systems in this game. It's you and your sword, and you got some special moves. You got some abilities. I'll get into some more of that stuff later. But it's it, this kind of skews more towards like the the Bushido blades than the Marvel versus Capcom two or the Blaze Blues or anything. Because w- what's really cool about this that really appeals to me is, like I said, it's a weapon based fighter, but the the weapons do a lot of damage. You got a four button control scheme. You got a kick, which basically interrupts you know attacks. It's a quick kick attack. Doesn't do a lot of damage. You got a light weapon attack, which is kind of in the same vein. You got a medium weapon attack, which is like a long range poke. You know, some some zoning distance if you want to get into into the fighting game parlance here. <laughs> and then you got heavy attacks, which are big slow attacks, like a big old swipe with a sword, but they do massive damage. And that's the key about this game is patience and strategy and timing are really rewarded instead of just button mashing and combos. And that's what really appeals to me. Like if I can get, you know, duck or just, you know, last second dodge this strike and then retaliate with something big, it it just, watching this game in action just makes me go, yeah, that's what I want in a fighting game. And now, you know, I've kind of said it's simple and easy and blah, 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 but there are some cool systems in play here. But if you watch the IGN review of this specifically, they show an instance where, you know, oh, my heavy attack got blocked and that leaves you open, you know, as you would assume. And But then the the writer of that review goes on to say, well, you would kind of expect that they would hit you with a heavy attack since you're open. But since you know that that might be what they're thinking, you might throw in your deflect move because you can you can deflect an enemy's attack and that'll send their weapon spinning out of their hands and disarm them. And that would leave them open for a big, sweet, heavy attack from you. But if they think you're going to do a deflect, then they can do an undeflectable move, like you know a super special move, like a big grab or something, and do that damage to you instead. So it's a very, very mental chess game, that kind of stuff that I really love. But going into more systems, there's the traditional rage gauge in Samurai Showdown that kind of builds up as you take damage. The higher your rage gauge is, the more damage you do with your abilities and with your attacks. You can also spend that rage gauge to do like a super special move, a big, you know, like a, like a super move, a traditional super move. What do you want from me? You can also do like a rage explosion where it powers up your attacks for you know, quite a bit more than normal, but it, it kind of is slowly draining your rage bar. And not only can you do that, if you explode your rage gauge, you can do your sp- super special move at any time. And then you can also do an Esen move. Well, I think both of these drain your rage gauge, but the Esen move is like one of those, you know, like the dash and slash things you see in normal samurai movies where it's like, oh, and then you slowly sheathe your sword and it goes blood spray off the enemy. Super cool, doing super big, heavy damage. So it's all about risk versus reward, timing, strategy. That's what I love about what this new Samurai Showdown does. But if you're a big Samurai Showdown fan, from what I've heard, this takes a lot from Samurai Showdown 2 and 5, which from what I've heard are kind of the favorites of of these games. Brings back 13 of the traditional characters. I mean, even as not someone who played Samurai Showdown, I could recognize all the characters. So you got returning characters, you got new characters. From what I've heard, the story mode in this one is a little bare bones. Like you get an intro scene, you get, you know, 
at some point a conversation with a rival and then you get an ending scene you don't learn a lot, a lot about the characters especially like the the main boss character and then you've also got a dojo mode in which apparently from what from what everyone says this is supposed to analyze your fighting style and create a you know a ghost fighter of yours that you can then send on to fight other people or you can download other people's ghosts from what i've seen so far people are saying it's not working that great but they're planning to do a lot more support with this like i think they said maybe even a year of extra content and characters so hopefully that will get fleshed out a little bit more but aside from those modes and online multiplayer you know online multiplayer is there i've heard good stuff about it so far but other than all that the game is gorgeous Graphics are beautiful. They got kind of like a, a heavy Japanese ink brush kind of style on the effects, like the sword swings and stuff. It's definitely there on the characters too, just less so. Think of like, I'd almost say like the ink splotches in Street Fighter 4. You, you get that feel from a lot of like the sword slashes and sword effects. It looks really sharp. It looks really cool. Music is also gorgeous from everything I've heard. Sound effects are good. It sounds like you are cutting people up. And and that's the other thing that I really like about it. It's a weapons-based fighter, and there is blood in the game. Like, when you cut the other characters, they, their character model gets bloody, but it's not gory. Like, it's not disgusting like Mortal Kombat. You know, you can do these big super special moves and it gives like a sploosh of blood, you know, anime style. But it's not like, oh man, you cut his head off and cut his face off and all this horrible shit that happens in Mortal Kombat. So it's it's bloody, but it's not gory. It's over the top. It's strategic. It's timing based. It's everything that I feel like I want in a fighting game. So I'm definitely going to get it. You should get it too so I can play Samurai Showdown against you. Number two. The second game talking about today is one we mentioned earlier when it bought all about emotions, mental states, things like that. It's Sea of Solitude. It was developed by Jomai Games, published by EA, and it's currently out as of July 5th, 2019 for the PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. You are the girl named Kay. You wake up, and of course, something's going on. You're in a nightmare. It's all dark. There's water everywhere. You're trying to figure out what's going on. A mysterious, really bright-eyed, you know, light girl appears, gives you a lamp. All of a sudden, everything lights up, and you're in this overtop in a boat in this submerged city, right? So as you go, you're exploring this boat, and you're trying to figure out what's going on, you know, how you got to be here. And along the way, you find these these monsters, because you are a monster yourself, by the way, in case you didn't know. You're trying to figure out why you're a monster, what happened. And you find these other monsters, and they're actually, it's hard to explain, they're actually like parts of your friends and family or people or things you knew that are going through a problem or issues. And it's like an embodiment of that, and you have to figure out ways to help them through it or or at least seek closure on whatever mental state or problem it is. So that's pretty unique in and of itself, just seeing that. But secondly, there are these corruptions you've got to go find and cleanse which of course will help get rid of the the darkness and spread light and illumination on uh, how you came to be this way and what's going on and basically it helps you seek closure on your own issues so as you're as i said healing and helping these these monsters you're also kind of delving into yourself and your own problems and shortcomings and taking a look at those and finding closure and or fixing the problems 
there's a couple bigger monsters that like actively try to kill you or destroy you. Uh, there's one in like the water that apparently comes, keeps swirling around and finds you, and it'll snatch you up from the boat if you're not careful. So there's a bit of tense, you know, issues going on there. There's other littler monsters here and there that you've got to use your your light, your flare to shoot out and like scare them away as you keep going and traversing the land and figuring out how to solve these puzzles and help these other monsters out and then by doing so and helping yourself out. It's just a really neat game. It looks gorgeous. Uh, feels really nice. The puzzles look like fun and overall it's just a piece that explores mental health issues, real life things going on in people's lives, things that have happened and just kind of gets you to really take a look at sometimes the uh the nastier side of things and how you can find closure and move on with your life in so you know confronting those issues it's pretty neat it's kind of one of those it's not a walking sim it's none of that you actually there is gameplay and things to do so i'd recommend just going and taking a peek at it because it's pretty cool and uh it's something i'm interested in playing number one and last but not least on the releases this week, we got We the Revolution. This is probably the one I'm most excited about. Again, I'm cheating a little bit on the release date. This came out on the 25th of June. But this is a game that I've been watching for a while. I heard about it, and I thought about talking about it on a previous IG2G. Not sure if I did or not. But it's out now for PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Again, it was already out on PC. Developed by Polyslash. Published by Clabater. Clabater? I'm sorry, I don't know. This is out for 20 bucks. This is a game all about playing as a tribunal judge during the French Revolution. Now, don't, tu- don't turn off the podcast yet. This isn't a big history game, although history plays a big part in this game. What's really cool to me, especially, because I'm that courtroom guy, is you are you're a judge. So you're going through cases that are being presented to you and the tribunal the jury you're putting you're linking pieces of evidence to uncover the truth to find out what's going on to to figure out whether this person's guilty or innocent but you may not acquit them if they're innocent you might not sentence them if they're guilty because this is the french revolution we're talking about there's all kinds of factions there's all kinds of power plays, there's citizen unrest, there's all kinds of things you need to think about in this game, in the story mode. Maybe your supervisors are getting pressured by the unrest of the people, so they want you to let this murderer go because it's a really popular person, but the evidence shows that he's 100% guilty. What are you going to do with that? And then after you know, outside of all this from the courtroom and the people on the street and your, the factions you're trying to get in good with, you also have to go home and answer to your family. You've got to deal with stuff at home, what, you know, you, your wife's doing, what your kids are doing. you got to interact with them to raise their morale or their station or their just, you know, just their happiness with you. So think of like if you ever played Papers, Please, but wanted more agency to that. This, this is probably that. This, this sounds like exactly that. Where you're going to work, you're doing your job, but you have these pressures of family outside. How can you rise up to help your family rise up? How can you do the safe thing? Because the citizens are getting unruly and you know what happens when the citizenry gets unruly in the French Revolution. That's where the guillotine came from. You don't want to be on the business end of that, but you might have to be putting people on the business end of that to get your stuff in order to make sure you and your family are safe. Another cool thing about this, 
as if you do execute people, you do you make like a speech to the people because obviously public executions are a big event. You can try and drive the people one way or the other. You can try and calm them down. You can try and rile them up. All depending on where you want your factions and your loyalties to lie. I love stuff like this. I love courtroom stuff. I love managing my reputation with factions. I love trying to see if I can screw over this person to get this up so then I can use them to screw back over the other person to get my other stuff up. This just looks like 100% up my alley. Amazing game. Uh, the graphics are beautiful. They're totally like like the like the cutscene stuff. It's you know, a lot of a lot of still images, but the art style is really unique. It's really cool. It's almost like the people almost look like they're stained glass because like the little shards of color and shards of light that are on there that, that make them up, I guess is what I should say. Really beautiful. Great music. Only thing I've heard is if you are playing the Switch version in handheld mode, there's a lot of text in this game and it's going to be really hard to see. So if you're playing it on the Switch, put that shit in dock mode. Play it on your big TV. If you're playing it on PS4 and Xbox One, you got no choice. You just got to play it on your TV. If you're playing it on PC, you got no problems. We the Revolution. I am super excited for this one. I'm I'm going to go get it right as I get off doing this podcast. I swear to God, I'm going to get it. You're going to see me playing it. Oh man, I should play it on stream. That'd be even that'd be even cooler. But I probably won't cuz I'm going to be want to just be roiling around in it at all times, all hours of the day and night. We the Revolution. Be the Revolution. Imposter's topic of the day. Weren't those some wonderful games we just talked about? By golly, OG, they were. Now, you know, today we were sitting there crumb-jubbing around trying to figure out what the heck we were going to talk about. And then Matt just opened our eyes. He said, wow, you know what today is? Mm -hmm. It's National Video Game Day. Well, here's an easy, fun topic. (laughs) Hey, what are some cherished, fun, fond, sad, whatever, doesn't matter. What are a couple memories that are really just ingrained into your body and soul? That in video games had a part of or instilled into you, et cetera, et cetera. I figured that'd be a fun one to do. Have a little throwback with it. Bada bing, bada boom. Oh, so yeah. to get things started, of course, Matt. Hey, what you got for me? Well, I got I got a couple really good memories. One I know I've talked about on some kind of podcast somewhere. So I'm gonna save that one for the second one. That's kind of like the cleanup hit. But the first one is something I don't think I've talked about on a podcast. And this was one of those moments where I like realize like people could do like really cool stuff with games and technology and vehicles and this was the first time i ever saw well i I can't spoil it but back in the day back in like fourth grade days i was you know in the cub scouts like all you know all the boys were and it was like oh let's go to it was either camping out or something we've got to go somewhere so everybody get in mr dawson's van and he'll he'll drive all the kids up there. And we got in the van, and the guys were like, and buddy Ryan Dawson was like, hey, you want to play some Nintendo? And I went, how? What? We're in a car. I didn't bring my Game Boy. What are you talking about? And he went, bloop. And he looked at the back of the center console, and there was this little, like, what, like six-inch TV, color TV, oh, yeah. built uh-huh. into the back of it with the Nintendo, like, it was perfectly encapsulated in there. Like, I don't know if, if he custom built that whole thing, but it was in there. And we all played all, I think, four or five of us passing controllers around playing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, The Manhattan Project, all the way down to Ohio. All, every time we had to take the van out anywhere, 
boom, sitting in the back. Turtles, pass it. Oh, I died. Pass it to you. Pass it to you. And then the the killer though was we're at I think we're like at like an Air Force base or something is where we're camping out, and there was this bump every time you went out or in and i don't think it was a speed bump i think it was just some enormous pothole every time you hit it it would turn the game off so you have to restart the game so i don't know it was just just a, just a goofy weird thing we're like go 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 oh we're coming oh we're almost at the gate no we gotta boom. <sighs> come on <laughs> it was just such a it's, it's such a cool moment as a kid it was the coolest thing i'd ever seen you were in a car playing an actual video game on an actual TV, like a home console built in to the, like nowadays, obviously you can do that stuff anywhere, but that was like, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe my eyes. I couldn't believe how amazing it was. Just a really cool memory. I don't know. There you go. That's cool. Video game. I memory. Like it. Yeah. You know what? I got one staying in the vein of teenage mutant Ninja turtles. Actually, mm-hmm. it was the summer of fourth, fifth grade, right in that range. I can't remember which, but it was summertime for sure. Kids are out playing. We're out doing our thing. And me and my buddy James, we would get together and we'd be like, all right, you ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready for this. All right. We'd get on our bicycles. He'd meet me across the big Logan Street, the deadly Logan Street. Mm-hmm. And we'd ride our bikes up to the local quality dairy. And we'd get our little change out, our little nickels and dimes and quarters. And we'd buy a whole bunch of Jolly Ranchers and a pop. Mm-hmm. Mountain Dew usually. That's what we usually end up with. And we'd roll down at these Mountain Dews and the Jolly Ranchers. We'd ride our bikes all the way back to his house, cross that road. We'd go down to his basement where his mom would be like, what are you guys doing? And then she'd make sure to call James up, remind James that all guests have to be out of the house before the father came home. And so we'd go back downstairs, we'd hook the TV up in the basement, we'd get the Nintendo going, we'd pop in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, and we had 3 as well, the Manhattan Project, as you mentioned, Mm -hmm. and we would sit there and we would throw our Jolly Ranchers into cups of Mountain Dew and let them fizzle pop into the bottom there, and we'd just sit there drinking Mountain Dew infused with Jolly Ranchers juice, Mm. Mm, delicious, playing that Ninja Turtles all flipping day until the, of course, terrible time. When James's mom would go, oh James, come here. James go, <laughs> James come back. Hey, it's time for you to go home. My dad will be home soon. You gotta go. Okay. <laughs> what I love too of that is they give like everyone's gotta be out by the time James's dad comes home because he's some like tough badass. Same with same with your dad. Some the notoriously horrible guy. I know him as just two old bastards. It's just mm-hmm. <laughs> two old gray-haired fools. Well, you know, when you get old, you get dumb. So, I mean, that's just kind of the natural transition of life. That's true. It's just that's the way true. it goes. <laughs> they used to be fearsome and, and crazy, and then they just become these soft, dumb idiots who rumble around and don't know what they're doing anymore, you know? <laughs> just the way the world works, Matt. We'll be there someday, too, buddy. That's we'll true. We'll be rambling dumb, big idiots, and no one will care what we're thinking or doing. That's us right now on this podcast. But, yes, I have a very fond memory of that, because it was some of the best times just hanging out in his naturally cool basement, mm-hmm. chilling, out of the heat, 
playing video games with a buddy. And you know what? If we were rich, you know, sometimes we had just done a, like a mo job or something, we'd get like Snicker bars and candy bars and such. Nice. And just really go to town, just sitting there eating candy. Oh, and Mambas. Don't get me started, man. The Mambas with the with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles going. And then sometimes you get lucky and you get like two packs of raspberries instead of just the one. Mm-hmm. And if you got unlucky, then you get two packs of lemons. And you're like, oh, man, I got the lemon. No. <laughs> <laughs> Good memory. Fond of it. Very fond of it. Well, another one. Here's one that I've got that's tied into going to somebody's house and playing video games. Back in, you know... I've always grown up with video games. Parents have always had them in the house, but all the other relatives have never really had video games. Like, my cousins eventually got a Sega Genesis, like, right around the time it was going away, and so that was cool. We'd play that every now and then. But I had one uncle's house where he was he was that secret video game player. And I know I've told you this before, where, like, you'd go, you know, hang out, we'd run around outside, whatever, and then there was that one... There was that one time I woke up and I was like, what's going on in the basement? Go down there. There's my Uncle Jim playing late into the night, just playing Dr. Mario. The best Dr. Mario play I've ever seen in my entire life. Busting out Dr. Mario. I sat there and watched him for a while. I was like, hey, come on, sit, sit, watch me play my game. And I was like, wow, cool. Because all my family's been, you know, that side of the fame is all like religious and don't don't do a lot of technology stuff. But Uh he was the one guy. So he did that. But then I think it was... Gosh, it must have been after I saw that, he started getting into more computer games. So every time I would go over to their house for like a week on summer vacation or whatever, like, Matt, Matt, what do you want to do? You want to play some computer games? Heck yeah, I don't play computer games at home. What's this? And it was just boxes upon boxes of games. And then eventually it got to be where they were all installed and would just scroll this giant menu of games. Just any game you could possibly want. Like, I didn't know what they, any of them were, but just I remember pages upon pages of games. What are we going to play? The Indiana Jones text adventure LucasArts game? Heck yeah. Not text adventure. You know what I mean. The adventure game. Do-do-do-do-do. Playing through that with my cousins. Played through King's Quest VI with my cousins. That was, that was a really cool experience because it was me and my cousin Andrew who started it. And then it got, like, too hard for him to really help out with. So then his older sister would come in and be like, what are you guys doing? Oh, we're playing this game. It's really hard. Oh, and then, like, she would sit and play and help me out. And we'd start solving the puzzles. And we played through that all the way through from the end to the from the beginning to the end, like, flushed through in over, like, two days. I just remember that of just, like, as soon as we woke up, what do we want to do? You want to get back into it? Yeah, 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 let's do it. You know, finding all the all the hilarious deaths that you would get, not on purpose. We'd be like, I don't know what's... Ah! And then they'd have the, the silly puns and stuff. But just, I remember for like five to seven years, that was the thing we did. You go to Uncle Jim's house and the cousins would get together and we would play video games on that computer. We'd like pull up all these little stools around whoever was sitting in the computer chair playing it. And like, go over there, go over there, do that, do that. Hey, we need some snacks. Run, get some chips. Run, come back. Just games, 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 games all the time. And Uncle Jim would come home. Hey, you guys, you guys haven't been playing games all day, have you? <gasps> Sheepish look. Yeah. He's just like, <sighs> tomorrow I'll go out and get some outside exercise, but enjoy that game. Dinner will be in like 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> just good times as, as a little oh, kid yeah. playing games all day, man. Oh, nothing beats those, man. Nothing beats those. I got to, you know, and keeping kind of in that vein, I got to relive that. 
sort of, mm. sometimes when I was in the Marine Corps. Oh, yeah. Because when you weren't being, you know, tortured and told to do all sorts of stupid stuff, you'd <laughs> sit around in your barracks, you know, with nothing to do and no money. Mm. So all you could do is hang out with buddies and play video games. And this was my first foyer into online gaming. Mm. And it was Diablo 2. All right. You know, I didn't really play online games at this time. You know, I, I didn't really get into all that. But my buddy Daniel loved Diablo. We both loved Diablo. Then got, of course, Diablo 2 each. And when I was playing single thing, he says, you know what? We got to start playing this together. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I bought a computer that could do all the, the gizmos and gadgets and fun things. Which, funny enough, I had to get approval to buy because I'm too stupid, of course, at this age, uh, you know, apparently in the court of the Marine Corps to yeah. buy something for myself. So I had to go through my master sergeant and get a written approval to purchase a, a, a computer, mm. et cetera, et cetera. Like he's my father, you know, or something, basically. Yeah, yeah. And I'm his kid. So I get this, get it all hooked up. We figure it out. We get all, each other friended and we start, we meet up in that lobby and we go into a game. And from then on, that was it, man. Mm-hmm. That was like every night. That's all I could think about. That's all I really cared about or wanted to do. But of course, couldn't do it every night. So it became the first, the beginning basically of Borderlands Night. Mm-hmm. But before it was called Borderlands Night, obviously, because I hadn't played Borderlands yet yeah. at this point, I would get a bottle of gym, which by at that time I wasn't supposed to have a bottle of gym, <laughs> but I got a bottle of gym. <laughs> Because of Good course, thing your master sergeant dad didn't know, uh, didn't know about that. No, 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 no. As long as you stay in the barracks and don't cause trouble, it ain't a problem. Uh. I'd get it set up. I'd get the glass. I'd get a couple ice cold Pepsis because if you didn't know anything about me back then, my refrigerator had this one thing in it: Pepsi. Terrible. Ice cold Pepsis all the way up as far as the eye could see. Ice cold Pepsis always <laughs> twenty four pack every few days of ice cold Pepsi. I'd get those on, get the gym out. We'd pop that on. And back then, we had no way to talk. Like, I couldn't talk to you, so it was all mm. typing. Yeah. And we always played the same game, Diablo 2, and the same rules. If you leveled, you drank. Mm. If you killed a boss, you drank. If you got a legendary or whatever, you drank. Mm. If you died, you double drank. <laughs> and that's what we did. And by golly, every Friday night, woo! Man, and, and, and of course, the winner of the night was the person who stayed up the longest, the person mm-hmm. who made it. That's this is how young and stupid we were. Uh-huh. The person who made it was the winner. You say these, these so, rules, <laughs> these rules don't work anymore. <laughs> no, they don't. They don't even remotely work anymore. <laughs> and so we'd be typing to each other, you know, laughing, talking, sharing items, doing all that. Mm-hmm. And as the night would progress, obviously the typing would get worse and worse, uh-huh. and it'd start to space out, and then it'd start to be erratic, yeah. and the character movements would start to get erratic. <laughs> then you knew that one or the other person was losing, because obviously they were no longer coherent or doing anything they were supposed to. Mm-hmm. And I've got two specific things tied to this. One, the first one being, and I did this many times, so I'll just briefly say this one. We would do a boss. We'd do something crazy. You know, we'd do a new character or whatever. And I would, for whatever reason, go to, like, drop all my gear or I'd, like, pick up a stick and equip it, equip it on accident. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, drunkenly keep going, not even realizing I just dropped, like, some awesome staff or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then go to bed and wake up and go to play normally and just grind out for a while. Uh-huh. And I go, hey, wait a minute. Where's my Talrasha's chest piece with the perfect gems in it? Mm-hmm. What happened? Why am I wearing the stick of truth so... <laughs> oh, no! 
<laughs> I, I would uh, say that one did carry over into Borderlands nights because there was so many times I would wake up and like, what am I using this blue shotgun for when I got a legendary and a purple in my inventory? Oh, jeez. Okay, whatever. Oh, it's dummy. Oh, mm. man. <laughs> time and time again that happened. But my favorite memory of all from back in that, that little era was we used to play with a buddy of Daniel's. All right, he used to play with us tons all the time, basically. One night we were doing the game, drinking, getting drunk, getting drunk, getting drunk, and he goes, and he told us, he goes, Oh, I got a pizza in the oven. And, oh, I can't wait. It's going to be so damn good. La, 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 la. Mm-hmm. Time goes by. We don't pay attention, don't care. We keep playing, we're typing, talking, having fun. All of a sudden, Ding Dong disappears. He's not there. He's gone. You know, he, st- he stopped moving. He's AFK. We figured he's probably drunk, gone. Mm-hmm. So come to find out, He'd gotten so drunk, he'd forgotten about the pizza and set his house on fire. <laughs> oh, uh, so he didn't play with us anymore after that. But <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> but it was still a fond memory, and he didn't die. Nobody died or nothing. He apparently got up in time to like you know call the fire department, and they got it all put out. He didn't like lose the house; just the whole wall section got all jacked all smoked up, smoked up, and burnt up. Yeah. 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 So, you know, <laughs> thankfully it wasn't like, oh my goodness, his whole life's ruined, but mm-hmm. it was definitely a, a, probably a thousand or more out of his pocket to fix that wall and yeah. obviously get a new uh, stove. So, but yes, great times, good times. <laughs> always remembering. <laughs> so speaking of playing online, that, that features next into one of my, this is more of a, vi- of like an era of gaming for me than a specific gaming memory. But back in, the late high school, early college days, we playing at home, and you know, I had my TV set up, had my games there, but then I don't remember how or when or why, but the old TV that we grew up, that I grew up with, like the old wood paneled freaking color TV, ended up on like a side table right next to my gaming TV, and I don't know where it would have come from because this was back when we lived at the trailer, so there's only so many places the TV could be at. Maybe we upgraded it and moved it in, but I had a better TV. I don't even know where this came from. But it appeared in, in my memory. It randomly appeared in my room, and I went, I'm going to hook this TV up. Do, 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 do. You know, it's the old, like, dial knobs and stuff. I'm like, I can't. Mm. Want, I don't want to watch TV and play games. That doesn't make any sense. What did make sense, apparently, though, was hooking a VCR up to it and watching all three Die Hard movies over and over and over and over and over and over and over, and over on loop while I played video games. So it was, yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker, woo-hoo, all, all three Die Hard movies just on a constant loop. Pull one out, put it in the rewinder, put the next one in. All night long, so many nights in a row doing that. And then when that TV finally broke, it went to music. It went to tunes. So this was the Dreamcast era playing Fantasy Star Online. I know I've said it before, but my boombox was right up on top of the TV. Put in Run DMC's Tougher Than Leather CD on a constant loop playing fantasy star online until four in the morning over and over and over and over and over again for weeks months just constantly blasting out those that one specific cd it was never anything else so anytime i hear it now i picture fantasy star characters running around i picture myself doing that slow sword animation that really awful i mean it was great at the time but that awful now gameplay you know, mm-hmm. chatting with the Japanese people who did the little emoji things that I could never do in my entire life. It was all set to that soundtrack. And right before that, it was all set to Die Hard movies. 
just uh, I, I need to I need <laughs> to put another TV up right here on this PC gaming platform and then so I can just it do it again. Time. Heck yeah, should can't get it all back. Maybe you'll find out that's what you truly love, and you'll get some more game time in because you'll have that extra motivation mm. and that extra good feeling while you're playing your games. God, that's such a good idea. That's a really good idea, and you can get the smaller TV on the cheap, cheap. You know, you can go pick up one of those TVs for freaking seventy bucks, sixty, seventy bucks. I have one sitting in my bedroom. I got oh the twenty-six inch. I gotta put you it out here. Jesus you Christ! It. <laughs> this might change the game, man. Change oh it my all. god! I'll never. Woo. I'll just. I'll just game. I'll just sit at home and just game forever. Which is what you should do. Yes, and you should that's read true. books at work, and that's it. It's the way it should be, man. There. Well, I should just not go to work. I should just sit in the game all day. Oh, my I'm God. That, that's Now we're talking. Oh. Make that yeah, a good video game memory bad. for video game day. That would change our lives, and that would be a great memory. <laughs> be a great, celebrate video game day. I'm quitting my job right now playing games playing forever. Video games that's games forever. Going to do it. Going to do it. <laughs> Jeez, old Pete's. Well, for my last one for tonight, I want to – this one's kind of weird because – it's a good memory, but it's also like an end of an era for me. Mm-hmm. So the fall of 2001 had come. You know, 9-11 had taken place. I was already signed up to go in the Marine Corps anyway at that point. I was heading out in November. They were like, hey, don't even worry about it. You'll just stick your uh, November 5th departure because you're already slated. It's close enough. da 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 And at that point, I realized, man, this is it. It's over. You know, the, my childhood is gone. It's all done. And I had this big old, you know, 32-inch TV that my grandma had gotten me up in my room. And I remember I said to myself, I said, all right, for these last couple months, I'm just chilling. Mm-hmm. So I got Silent Hill 2, and I had Escaflone. And I, every day, I just sat up in my room with Escaflone going, mm-hmm. and then, of course, Silent Hill 2 playing. Nice. And I would just sit there playing Silent Hill 2. My little brother would oftentimes be up there with me. Mm-hmm. I'd send him on errands to get me pops, Pepsis, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. And in return, he got to sit up there and watch me play instead of getting kicked out of the room and making him go away. Mm-hmm. And I spent two months just doing that, playing Silent Hill 2, watching Escaflone, and just realizing that. My whole childhood was coming to an end. Yeah. It was just such a weird, it was a good time, but it was such a, like, a somber feeling. And of course, mind you, remember, this is from September into November. So fall's rolling in, the weather's getting colder, the leaves are all falling, everything's dying. <laughs> and it, it was just, and then of course, I'm playing Silent Hill 2, which is a really dark just, and yeah. messed up thing. And so I'm just rolling into this end of, end of childhood. And I'm like, oh man, this. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and I beat Silent Hill 2 literally like four days before I left. Mm, so awesome. it timed out perfect where I had beaten it. And, of course, Escaflone I watched a million times during this time frame, the entire series all the way through. Mm. And that's another pretty dark story all in yeah. all. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm just all of it together, just, I was just, it was just like a weird mood, you know, going into there. And I just realized, you know, it's all over. And I'll never forget that time because it was just like it's like someone had taken a big a big old bell and it was just like, doom, and I, I just marched off and away I went. 
So I'll never forget that. Just a really weird time and a weird transition and, and the whole game and show I was watching, you know, just imprinted like mm-hmm. you, like you with the Die Hard and everything, just imprinted in my brain for that chapter of my life. And now every time I play or see Silent Hill 2, it just reminds me of that, that cold, crisp fall marching forward into, you know, me leaving home, da-da, never coming back, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll finish it out with, with a good memory that again, I'm pretty sure I've talked about before, but it's just so unique, and it's hadn't had a moment like this in a long time, and I haven't had one since. And that was when Metal Gear Solid Three was was coming out. They were releasing all the big trailers for it, and I got you know the big like five minute trailer that they you know I downloaded on the crappy internet, put it up on the computer. I was like, oh, this is so cool! It feels like a movie trailer. And I was like, mom, get down here, come look at this, look at this trailer. Doesn't that game look cool? She's like, she's not a you know, she used to game back in the day when I was a little kid. She's like, yeah, that looks cool. Oh, okay, let's go to the movies. Let's go do whatever. And then the game came, and she randomly came down once while I was playing it. Like the very, like, prologue stuff, very intro stuff. She was like, oh, wow, this is that game that you showed me that trailer for. And I went, yeah, isn't it cool? She was like, yeah, it is cool. And then she sat there on the couch. She was like, can I watch you play? And I was like, yeah. And then... She watched all day long, and we'd you know, oh, go over there, try that thing. Go look at that. Oh, what's that guy doing? Oh, man, cool. And then the very next day, I was like, all right, I'm going to go play games. Hey, can I, are you going to play that game we were playing yesterday? Yeah. I want to come too. Okay. So it was that whole, like, it was like childhood all over again. Playing games with somebody, with somebody else physically there, mm-hmm. and it being my mom, who hadn't been into games or talking about games or thinking about games for my whole teenage years into obviously this is into college years again, but it was just, we played it from, I think it was, Oh, it was over Thanksgiving break. Like it was hell. It had to be MSMS days. Cause we had uh-huh. Thursday, Friday off over that whole weekend and into the next week, any free time. It was us playing metal gear solid three. I mean, she didn't play, but it was us going through that whole game. And her going, wow. Oh my God. This is like, this is so cool. Oh, man, I can't <laughs> believe that character did that thing. It was because, you know, the plot's so sweeping and involved and twisty and uh-huh. turny. And just to sit there and experience it with someone else, family, someone else who hadn't been into games before or, sit, you know, not for a long time before, but since pretty much ever, like, that was it. It was like, this is the last hurrah of her having any uh-huh. interest in games. Like, she watches us stream and stuff, but... You know, she's, she's not there having fun and hanging yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, hanging out with us more so than seeing the game or anything. But that was just like I got her into it, and we had that like week long session. Just boom, front to back, Metal Gear Solid Three, boom, beat it, done. I don't know. It was, it was a really cool time, and nothing I've ever had really since. Just I don't know. It was wild. Yeah, getting someone into video games, even if it's for just a moment that never had it or never touched it or never really cared, mm-hmm. yeah, it's good stuff, man. It's good stuff. And if you could have yeah. just kept her going, you should have just kept getting her going, and that way she'd be hooked. And then you could be like, I converted him. I did my <laughs> part. <laughs> See, there's so few other games like that, though. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Because it, it has the deep story, but it's also like the the moment-to-moment gameplay is so tense and cool. Like, RPGs aren't always like that, even though they got no. the big story, you know. So, yeah. I don't know. It's that There's perfect moment in time. Just, poof, there it is. You know what? And that's why it's a great memory, though. 
That's right. Because it won't be replicated and it'll always stick with you. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah. So we've told you some of our favorite video game memories, and of course, we want to hear yours. So give us a shout out on Twitter, mailbag, whatever it is you want to do. We want to hear what some of you thought of your best video game memories to celebrate, of course, you know, National Video Game Day. I understand it's a day late once you hear this, but we don't care. We love hearing those kinds of stories about video games and all, all the good stuff about it, or even if it's not good, just good stories that have changed you or made you who you are because of something in a game or something around a video game. Be awesome. Absolutely. And you can find out how to tell us all that stuff in the Imposters Wrap-Up. Imposters Wrap-Up. But like Eric said, send us any kind of mailbag questions, any kind of video game memories, anything, any comments, concerns, questions. If you just want to say hi, let us know via email at info at thirdshift.me, tweet it at us at thirdshift.me, or find us on Facebook under Third Shift. Indeed, you can find us over there on that old Facebook and other places. You can also find us on Patreon. If you like what you hear, like what we're up to, please consider heading over there and throwing us a buck, two bucks, three bucks, five bucks, or maybe that coveted $1 million, in which case we will quit our jobs, buy a food line, operate a food line, and we'll have even a shelf or area dedicated to babies in jars. It's going to be glorious. Someday, some millionaire will see and hear this and go, man, I want to see these little goons run the food lines. (laughs) Hey, four months until I get my first baby in a jar. Four months and counting. Four months and counting. We're already on our way. So you know what? Make our dream come true. Like I said, we treat it just like a tip jar. If you don't have any money, if you're like, nah, I just can't, man. You know what? I just got to buy that new bungalow I've been really aching to have. We understand. Bungalows are cool things. You got to do what you got to do. You can support us in other ways, though, like your Twitch Prime subs. You can give us five-star ratings on the iTunes, etc., which gets us boosted up and people see us and then more people are watching and listening, etc., etc., which is great and glorious for us. Mailbag questions, which keeps us going. Reviews that tell us we're doing a great job and boost our ego and make us walk around with a strut in our step. You know, those Mm -hmm. kinds of things are the kinds of things that keep us going and don't cost you a penny. So there you are. We hope you consider one of those. And for those of you who have in the past, those of you in the future, and those of you who are doing it right now, we appreciate it very, very much. You all rock. Of course you do. And of course, this podcast drops every two weeks on Tuesday. So we'll be back in your ear holes on the 23rd of July for our very next episode. And you can find that episode on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbean, on Spotify, and on YouTube. And as I always say, if you like what we're doing and you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a review, a comment, a subscription any kind of good thing on any one of those good services because it does help us out and we really do appreciate it and eric just cut his hand open he's smearing blood all over his face he's ready <laughs> to go he's, he's ready to to, to to not forget to save i'm telling you that's right because there ain't nothing else to say matt but don't 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 forget, <laughs> don't to, forget save. to save i'm coming over right now buddy <laughs> No, I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm going to my mom's. I know where she lives. I'll be I'm, there. I'm driving away. I'm just leaving. <laughs> I'm just leaving. No direction. You'll have no idea. You have no That's idea right. where I'm going. <laughs>